Welcome back to the Mel K Show. This is very exciting for me, as I've been telling you. Uh, I, I firmly don't believe that they're after America. I think they're after the world and America is in the way. And right now, uh, the controlled demolition of America is a globalist situation. And so I wanted to have on as many people from around the planet that can actually explain what is happening in different parts of the world. And I'm very honored to have on Herman Kelly today. Thank you for joining me, sir. My pleasure, Mel. Thanks for the invite. Very kind of you. Well, you know like what? Your, Every- like yourself, I got my hair done too. You oh, know, it's lovely. Trying to make an effort, you know. Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> the crazy part is that a lot of people are like, "What is going on in Ireland, in America?" Because we're not getting real news, and it's all controlled, and the globalists are manipulating everything. All of a sudden, people look at Ireland in the last few weeks and are saying, "What is Madness. happening in Ireland?" What and is I said, going on? We gotta well, get I'm Herman very- Kelly. So tell everyone who you are, and then we'll get into what's happening in Ireland. Uh, my name is Herman Kelly. I'm 54 years of age, uh, 54 and a half. I, uh, I'm president of the Irish Freedom Party, which is a nationalist Eurosceptic party, believes in lower government spending, uh, lower taxation to encourage work, merit, uh, entrepreneurship. Uh, we are very much in favor of free speech. We're opposed to the powerful government. We are socially conservative. We're pro-family. We're pro-life. And we're opposed to the big state and state control. So we meld in well with, I would suspect, the the, the Trump in wing of the American Republican Party. And uh, we are kind of socially conservative and libertarian at the same time, but definitely nationalist and Eurosceptic, opposed to foreign control of Ireland, uh, of our foreign policy, of our economy, of our and influence on our what is left of our democracy. Yep. Now you're also so myself. I'm originally from the the Bogside in Derry, which is a very Republican Irish Republican part of the, the north of Ireland. My family live in the south of Ireland, uh, and I'm president of this part of the last five years. And we've start, we now we're in polls in Ireland, and we are. I am running as a candidate in the European election. There's three constituencies for the European Parliament election in June of next year, and I'm one of three Irish Freedom Party candidates. And I, I think we have a good chance to get the fifth seat in the European Parliament election. Great. Well, we need you because we are in a global battle. I believe it's it's, it's bigger than uh, most of us uh, ever thought we'd face in our lifetimes. It is really about um, humanity, freedom, good versus evil, in my opinion. A, uh, as I say in America, I believe that our government has been fully captured by a globalist billionaire oligarchy that is uh, full in on this Agenda 2030. There are 17 development goals, which are really, to me, full track and trace surveillance, totalitarian technocracy from the top down, and uh, people like you aren't going to stand for it. So you have also uh, do a lot in Brussels with the EU and have been working on on all of that. So let's talk first about what when did uh, all of this start to really become very clear that there was some kind of globalist uh, takeover in Ireland? Because obviously well, you guys are walking in lockstep with all the other... Uh, totalitarian uh, goings on around the world? Well, I'll give you a very quick example. Ireland, there was two uh, 
treaties that were EU treaties voted on in Ireland. One was 2001 was the Treaty of Nice, but had to do with expansion into Eastern Europe, of the EU into Eastern Europe. And then the Treaty of Lisbon in 2009. Now, in both those treaties, Lisbon won and Treaty of Nice won. The Irish people voted no. But you know what happened? We were told by the EU, that's the wrong answer. You'll have to vote again. So our democratic wishes clearly stated at the ballot box were ignored. We were basically put a gun to the head, say, vote no, vote yes, or else you'll all die of hunger. And uh, so they rolled over with all the political uh, class, the media, every agency of the state, NGO, was the force of people to vote again and vote yes. And speed up now until more recently. We were the first party to have a, a rally oppo opposed to the UN Migration Pact. Um, UN, UN Migration Pact basically, by sleight of hand, tried to make illegal migration legal. So that's how they try to solve it, not by stopping it, by just saying by a stroke of a pen, no, it's all legal now and anyway, it's all fine. There's There was no discussion about this in, in the Irish Parliament called the Dáil. No discussion about it at all. And we had a rally outside the parliament. It was in December 2019. And, uh, you know, with no discussion, just ticked in, uh, approved in uh, in the cabinet. And people don't even have a discussion about it, never mind have a vote on it. Something which has huge ramifications. And now in the last number of months, we have draconian anti-free speech legislation which has been proposed by the government to impose upon the Irish people to suppress their freedom of speech. There's a number of issues that they want to impose and they don't want Irish people to talk about it because the government know it will be very unpopular. One is to remove the freedom of speech. Two is to encourage mass immigration, which has gone crazy in Ireland in the last number of years. And three, I, I think the destruction of the family. And the final point is the destruction of uh, the idea of biological sex, male and female, and imposes transgender dangerous ideology on 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 children, which is uh, incredibly dangerous. Yeah, I mean, people don't really realize that what's happening in all of our countries, America as well, is coordinated worldwide. And you are there in the EU. And the truth is that a lot of it is coming out of the EU. Certainly a lot of it is coming from the crown. Um, and a lot of people do now realize that the World Economic Forum was really an exp a, a conceived by uh, Henry Kissinger in Har at Harvard, uh, picked Klaus Schwab, put him in the EU uh, or Europe at the time to uh, kind of cohese the entire EU eventually to follow in lockstep in this globalist one world type uh, dictatorship, totalitarian uh, situation, and people are pushing back where you are. Now, what is the status? Is is, is Ireland happy being part of this uh, globalist movement, or are people uh, mm -hmm. there, they're trying to push back? I know you are, but what, is, is there a movement there that's saying, we don't want to go down this path? There is, uh, because Sinn Féin, like, I'm sad to say that many Americans are mistaken and they believe the party Sinn Féin are a nationalist party, but they're not. Maybe they were 30 years ago, but now they're a Marxist party, internationalist, globalist party, in favour of mass immigration, in favour of crazy stuff like putting uh, uh, hormone blockers for under-16s, 
for, I don't know, they love, they want, during the lockdown period, where the government showed their power-hungry agenda, which yep. came directly from the WEF, that Sinn Féin objected to it because they wanted a harder, longer lockdown. They were, all the left parties were more extreme than the government. And to that, there was a reaction of which I was involved. I was actually prosecuted by the state for holding an anti-lockdown rally in November 2020. But all the left parties, Sinn Féin, all the socialist labor parties, they're even worse than the government. But you can see, I'll give you a very clear example, that this anti-free speech legislation being imposed in Ireland by the government at the minute, it says in Article 2 of that legislation that it comes from, it derives from an EU framework. It says, it's like it's not speculation, they tell you. They don't care that you know. They're right. actually proud of it. Yeah. And there has been research done to show that actually that EU legislation actually comes from people involved with the WEF. Yes. So there is a clear globalist agenda to suppress the free expression of people's, the sharing of, of ideas, and uh, it's incredibly dangerous. Yeah, and um, you, it, it is all work walking in lockstep too. And the, the scary part is a lot of this also has to do with uh, what I call the international banking cartel, their whole model from the IMF and World Bank and all of this. Now they have their whole climate agenda. And uh, I just did a couple shows on the COP28 conference. I've followed all these COP conferences. At this point, they're just basically saying, give all your money to us under the guise of climate. And then we'll dole it out as we see fit. And, and that is just unacceptable. What is the story with all of the climate insanity? Is that also going on in Ireland as well? well yeah, yeah. No, the whole thing, carbon tax, carbon taxes, one, it's uh, it's unnecessary because Good. there's like the, the climate has been much, global climate has been much colder and much warmer than it has before. CO2, le CO2 levels have been much higher than they are now. They haven't been much lower. It's actually at a historically very, very low level. And uh, there's no, uh, let's say, evidence to show that there's a causal link between CO2 and global warming. Because, as I said, the CO2 levels have been much higher, but the climate, the temperature has been much lower. So, and, and anyway, carbon dioxide is necessary for a is necessary for photosynthesis. It's good. It's plant food. It's good for plants. It has helped green green the planet over the last 50 years. Even NASA admits that. So the the climate scam is a bit like the lockdown. It's used as a power grab for the government to rob freedoms of ordinary people to take their money and then, as you say, take their money and dole it out as the government chooses. It is socialism by the back door. Oh, yeah, what's that phrase about watermelon politics? Green in the outside, red in the inside. That's all it is. It's dangerous Marxism under this guise of concerned environmentalism it's not it's a paragraph right. and it's our freedoms that they'll be that they'll be stealing the the carbon tax itself it makes your food more your meat more expensive your milk more expensive it increases the the the, the cost of young people driving to work in the car paying for petrol and diesel and also old people uh heating their home during the winter with the, the price of paraffin etc so it's completely unnecessary it's completely unjust because it penalizes people on low disposable income right and also like the whole thing it's it's all based on a lie anyway the co2 like it's, there's a there's an australian scientist said look this is all 
baloney, I think is the American word my father would have used. I think you'd be aware of that. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, yeah, there's no proof that uh, man-made CO2 is a cause of uh, climate change. Because if there was, they would also have to prove that 97% of the carbon dioxide in existence at the minute is naturally occurring. And they would have to prove that that 97% CO2 has no effect on the climate, which they're not going to do, are they? I so know. it's just ridiculous. I know. Well, you know? here's here's another thing. You know, for you and I that know history, unfortunately, it appears that anyone under 30 was uh, either told to fake history or uh, not taught history or doesn't know world world history, but uh, a lot of people are aware that there was once a very de deadly famine in Ireland and that there was a lot of problems in the past. Uh, are they, is the war on, that is worldwide on farmers, what does it look like in Ireland? Because it oh, must be very, yes. very disturbing to people that know the history of Ireland to watch what is going on with this 30-30 uh, grab for farmland. Well, there's a phrase in, in, in Ireland that land is life. Those who had land were able to live. When the going got tough during the potato famine, those right. who had land were able to live. Uh, would you believe the British came in? And as we were starving to death, they were taking off uh, yeah. cattle and sheep and, and, and grain off in boats to, to Britain and leaving us starving. But anyway, that was... Well, no, well, but that's well, the craziest we'll, part. We'll park, that, we'll park it for a little bit and we'll not gripe about the past. But the, currently, the Irish government, because of the CO2 let's say phobia yeah right. uh, carbon dioxide phobia we well, let's play them at their own game okay. co2 phobia it's ridiculous i know it could make you laugh but 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 they take it seriously that co2 phobia is saying that oh farting cows are going to destroy the planet so we have to destroy the cows so there's plans at the minute unveiled at the cabinet there it came out by a freedom of information request about six months ago that there was plans that this CO2, fear of CO2, was going to have to lead to the culling of 200,000 cattle in Ireland. Now, uh, Ireland uh, has a huge agricultural right. uh, sector and a huge amount of its exports, 95% of its cheddar cheese, 90% of, of its cattle go overseas. So uh, culling 200,000 cattle would be incredibly destructive and this whole climate alarmism agenda a lot of it is to destroy rural ireland it is they have declared war on rural ireland and they mean to do a lot of damage i think it's it's all about seemingly to get people into cities and yeah instead of a, a man and his family out in a house and a, and a, and a farm out in the middle of the country. No, they want everybody into towns, into cities, and of course, the government and the state has more control of people when they're when they're physically in together. Yeah, and uh, and the the sad part is that, like you said, Ireland is is a is a farm rich country. They they did by design. So they, this is like a, it's not just that they're going after the farmers. It would affect your entire country dramatically. What they are proposing, a lot of this has to do again with Agenda 2030 and these sustainable development goals, which are all just global communism controlled by the globalist billionaire elite that are manipulating everyone now. But they want to reframe it as some kind of inclusive capitalism or whatever their stakeholder capitalism, where they are the stakeholders and seven billion people on the planet are their you know their their wards or something. It is completely nuts now uh let me ask well, you like, Go ahead. like you know yourself if you could control the food supply you could you control the farmers you can you control the food you could control the people yeah 
Now, like are they... we make it uh, fancy and dandy, but we need water, we need food, and we need shelter. And you get those three things, you're you're in trouble. You're controlled. Yeah, and that's what they're going after in Ireland now. Um, a lot of people have seen the craziness with the migration, uh, legal immigration. It's called in reality. Uh, Ireland has been overrun. There were riots recently. Can you just fill people in on what happened there and how it happened? Yeah, uh, ju just before going to the specifics of what happened two weeks ago, I will give you a, a kind of a, a run in. Great. So since 1995, when uh, the population of Ireland, south of the southern 26 counties was 3.6 million, it's currently over 5.1 million. So that means the population has gone up by one and a half million in less than 30 years. So that's a 42% increase in less than 30 years. Could you imagine if America had a 42% increase in population? It would just be astounding. So you I can know. you can you can imagine the 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 rapid influx of immigrants into Ireland. And sadly, they're not Irish people because our birth rate is currently 1.5. Now I'm doing my part. But the, the, the average woman is uh, giving birth to 1.5 children, well below replacement level. So at the minute, according to official census uh, agency, CSO, you call it here, officially, it's 20% of people in Ireland are, cur are currently born outside Ireland, 20%. Now, that's much higher than everywhere else in Europe. But in Ireland, it's happened much quicker. It's really only happened since 2004, when with the Treaty of Nice, and expansion of uh, into Eastern Europe. Within five years of 2004, you had, a, had half a million people came, mainly from Eastern Europe. And now over the last number of years, you've had lots of people from, sadly to say, people, places like Somalia, Algeria, Afghanistan, Pakistan. And wow. you know what comes in with people, uh, with, uh, people from well, that country. You have well, the Islamic problem as well. They're not assimilating they, they, at they all. They have right? no interest in assimilating. Right. With Islam, it's all about to subjugate our populations, to dominate, and where they cannot dominate, to annihilate. That is their political ideology with a, a religious veneer, and they call it Islam. But anyway, what happened, I'll go back to what happened a number of weeks ago. Yeah. So four weeks ago, there was a court case about the murder of a beautiful young Irish girl called Aisling Murphy, yeah. who was a primary school teacher, who was a great uh, traditional musician. She was out running along the canal in Tullamore in the centre of Ireland, where she was set upon by this guy, Joseph Puska, who was a Slovak Roma, who came to Ireland 10 years previously, never worked a day in his life. He and his family were given a free five-bedroom house in which to live, free education, free medical care, free everything, never worked a single day. He came into Ireland because of EU open borders and free movement. And what did he do? Do you think that the people of Ireland, he stabbed a beautiful young girl in the in the neck 11 times in the middle of the day. So that court case came out. Uh, the, the details that the media had lied to the Irish people about how she was killed exactly. Uh, the details came out. People were very angry that this, these loafers, these freeloaders, these parasites have came into our country and then they turned around and actually killed the best that our country had to, that Ireland had to offer. So her, her fiancé gave a victim impact statement and he made it very clear to everybody. So Ireland is not what it was. Ireland is not the safe and secure country it was 10 years previously. That this is not the country in which me and Aisling grew up. 
because it's where the immigration has made much less safe and uh, people were very angry about that. And then, uh, then three, let's say three weeks ago now, that uh, an Algerian man who'd been in the country for 23 years and once again had never worked a single day in his life in Ireland, free stuff, like free everything, he stabbed three children in the middle of a street, in a main street in uh, central Dublin, and two adults. One one of those adults and one of those children are still in a severe, uh, in, a, a, in a very bad state at the minute. And uh, so people were just outraged uh, that they see young children being stabbed by foreigners in the street, in the main street in Dublin. There were riots. There was a righteous anger, I believe. Now, I'm opposed to religious, political violence completely, but there was a, a righteous anger. I was saying, better to kick them in the ballot box and use the ballot box because right. there's nothing that politicians hate more than taking votes off them or taking money off them. So always kick them in the ballot box where you can. But there was a righteous anger and there was riots, quite large riots for central Dublin. There was damage. And then they go on, oh, oh growth of uh, these people. But there is, look, with such a stark and huge increase in immigration into Ireland in a very short period of time, there's been a sharp increase. Like, I'll give you an example. There is a causal relationship between large numbers of unvetted males coming into the country and uh, sexual crime and criminality. You don't have to be a genius to work that out because it has happened in every country in Europe, be it Sweden, Italy, France, Germany, whatever. In uh, 2002, there were 12, 12 women were murdered. Five of those women were murdered by un, uh, foreign foreign migrants. So you don't have to be a genius that uh, a large number of unvetted males leads to an increase in crime and increase in sexual assault and rape. Oh, I hope you're enjoying the show. I was just talking on my new Patriot mobile service. I have to tell you, I'm so excited. They are incredible. They are America first. They they align with my values. And you know what? It's unlimited minutes, unlimited text, Wi-Fi calling, unlimited data, high speed, everything that you could use, just like everyone else. We have our time, we have our vote, and we have our money. And the great thing about Patriot Mobile is your service will be exactly the same. Difference with Patriot Mobile is they are an America first company. And what they do is they reinvest their money into causes that matter to me and matter to you and matter to this nation. At Patriot Mobile, those causes are the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, the Constitution, and our children's future. So please go to themelkshow.com. Patriot Mobile is a partner of ours. Please use the code MELK. What I can tell you too is that they are supporting me and they are supporting creators because they believe in the First Amendment. They believe that censorship is wrong and they are gonna put their money where their mouth is. Do what you can for the creators out there that are doing what I'm doing. Please go to Patriot Mobile, Mel K Show. All I can say is thank you so much, guys. Supporting my partners supports me and Patriot Mobile is absolutely awesome. I checked them out. We're switching to Patriot Mobile and we hope you do too. Thank you so much. Yeah, I I, I follow a woman I, I really admire, Gemma Darty, and she's been reporting this for a long time in Ireland, and I've been watching uh, over the years what's gone on there. And 
how have you found that these globalist NGOs that I believe are running a color revolution in America and certainly have all over the world, you know, be it the Open Society, National Endowment for Democracy, whatever it is, they have them all over the world. How how involved are these globalist NGOs in the uh, uprisings that happen there? Well, they're hugely involved in facilitating and encouraging mass immigration into Ireland. They're, they've been squealing like pigs to impose anti-free speech legislation on Irish people for years. Uh, they're hugely funded. I think Soros gave 21 billion, it was 18 or 21 billion number of years ago, a slush fund for extreme far left activists, which done a lot of damage. There was also a guy, an Irish American guy called Chuck Feeney, who through his, I think, Atlantic philanthropies, he called it, yeah. He's done. He's done a lot of damage. Basically, another huge slush fund for the far left in Ireland, who who've had influence on the referenda, which have changed our uh, legislation and our constitution. I could tell you what they're doing at the moment. Oh yeah, yeah. NGOs. Would you believe that these so-called non-government organisations? Right. Sorry. Well, why are they why are they funded by the government then? Right. Ireland, there was, a, there was a talk in the UN a number of years ago, and there was an African woman, and she was stunned when she saw the list of Irish NGOs that the government was funding. And she asked, they asked the question, is everybody in Ireland an NGO? Because would you believe a third of a million people are employed by NGOs, and it takes wow. up... And guess what percentage of the Irish budget, the whole national budget, goes to fund NGOs? Come on, give me How a guess. How much? What would you don't even tell me 8%. like a third. How much? Eight percent. Eight percent of the budget. Of your, of, of your taxpayer dollars are paying 8% for Eight percent of all taxpayers' money goes on these left-wing uh, echo chamber activist uh, groups. Uh, it's basically it's, uh, political funding. It's an yep. alternative means of political funding. They all go to uh, groups which are on the extreme left of the political spectrum. Uh, anybody who's nationalist, who's socially conservative, who believes in free speech and small state, they will not get a penny. Uh, they will not get a penny for any type of think tanks or activism at all. Yeah, same. I mean, it's the same. It's the same thing here because it's the same money. It's the same people. They are all uh, what they're. It's, right now, what we're dealing with is a worldwide. Sure. Uh, to take the power away from the people of all of our nations and put it in the hands of these people. And like you said in the beginning, they're not hiding it at all. Um, now, we talked in the beginning, a lot of people don't realize that um, when when we had our, and a lot of the, these NGOs were all funding everything here, starting from Black Lives Matter to LGBTQ+, to the Women's March, to the abortion thing, to to uh, now the ceasefire march. There's going to be another one with the, with the legals coming up in February, March. I see them because I watch these NGOs and they're the same ones and they change their name by country, but it's the same billionaire oligarchs that are, you know, and I keep saying that these people, I call them the Fourth Reich because if you know history and you look at the Third Reich, it's very similar. They're a group uh, the, the difference now is that they have no allegiance to any nation. They have no no allegiance to any flag, to any people. They're not one race or religion or anything. They're, they're the Davos crew, I call them. But it's even more disturbing than that. Now, um, the entire thing that we've seen in our country with education, uh, LGBTQ+, plus, uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, critical race theory, it is all happening with where you are as well, ex almost exactly like here, right? 
and, and it's coming at such a speed, warp speed, you would not believe it. Have you had a suggested, actually, as I was on TV uh, five years ago, I was going to re uh, respond in, on a TV uh, TV interview. Uh, if you had said to someone in Ireland five years ago, do you know what? You'll, you're going to have to accept that grown men are going to be allowed in the shower with your daughter at school and after sport. People would have laughed at you. It's so ridiculous. It's just comical. But now, actually, actually, unbeknown to the vast majority of Irish people, in 2015, they introduced this Gender, Rec Gender Recognition Act where you could self-identify, call yourself whatever you wanted, and that would be legally uh, accepted by the state. And there was no, there was virtually no discussion on it. It came in very quietly, little discussion about it, and it was extremely radical. At the moment, just last week, or sorry, yeah, just last week, uh, the government has announced a referendum uh, for March the eighth, which we, which we will be opposing. It is to remove uh, the the words "woman" and "mother." in the only occasions in which they exist in the Irish constitution. Of course, that will remove all sex-based rights that and the, and the acceptance of the biological reality that men and women are distinct and complementary. And of course, that's the basis of sexual complementarity, sex, having children, et cetera, et cetera. They will be removing that. They will also be removing, there's two parts. The second part is to remove or to redefine the family, so it's no longer the family based on marriage, but it's, as they call it now, any stable relationship. Now, what could that mean? Is that right. man and his two wives, three wives, man and his dog, man and his sheep? What uh, is it? Is, is it like a bit like Sunni, Islam, Shia, Muslim, one is goats, one is sheep. Which one is it? Uh, no, I'm worried. But I get it. <laughs> I get it. I better yeah. not let him say that. But no, no, I don't it's care. okay. I'm just uh, saying, like, this is that's the insanity yeah, but, that we are in. Yeah. And of course, that will be used the rede redefining of the family, that right. anybody and anything can be called a family. And of course, that has huge ramifications for family reunification for uh, migrants into Ireland. So, anybody who's here now, which is over 20% of the population, that they will all claim, I want my mother and my sisters over, or my wife, our wives over from Somalia, and I, you don't mind if I bring my uh, four wives and 15 children over. That's, right. uh, we call it a family over in Somalia, so it's a stable relationship, so I, I want to bring them to Ireland. Oh, that's okay then. That is basically the end point of Ireland, and if Ireland goes, uh, Europe goes as well, because we're actually one of the strongest nations, and I am very pleased to say, as President of the Irish Freedom Party, we now appear in na national polls. We are running in the, the big elections. We are looking to uh, all people who are Irish citizens and Irish nationals to, to uh, support us, come out and support us, tell their friends, donate to the party, and, and, and get involved, because Ireland is going through... I would suspect one of its more. We we've had hard times before yeah, during the famine, during the invasion by uh, the, the Normans, uh, right. the uh, the War of Independence in 1920. Right. Uh, we've had hard times, but you know what? This is more dangerous. I believe that uh, cultural Marxism is more dangerous than economic Marxism because cultural Marxism destroys the very foundations of society and civilization, which is it, cultural Marxism wants to destroy one the, the concept of the reality of the nation and the nation state, 
wants to do break up the family, which is the foundation of the future, and even the distinction between male and female and the like, sexual differentiation. It wants to destroy, it wants to remove all borders. And of course, that LGBT, as I call it, LGBT IQ minus, as I teach my as I teach my boys to call it, that uh, yeah, borders and even age of consent. It really it's about access all areas. Anybody can come into your country. Anybody can come into your family, your family home. Another thing that they're looking to do, it's on the agenda now. It hasn't been announced officially yet, unlike that removing woman and mother, etc. But there are there is an agreement uh, in the government plan that there will be a referendum in the near future about removing the right to private property. I knew it. I knew it. That's what I've been telling people. A lot of this is about, well, this is like, it's global communism is what they want. They call it inclusive capitalism. And then you look, it's coming from the Vatican and Linda Rothschild and Obama's out here spewing that. All over the world it is. But that is what they want. They want no property, no private property. The government owns everything. No work, yeah. no no small businesses. Which what they call That goal. everybody has a right to housing. Mm, okay, right. To, they have a right to housing. Well, then who then has the corresponding duty to give them a house? Exactly. exactly. And if an old person is living in a large house, her children, uh, her children, her husband has died, her children have moved on, they've moved out and they've gone started their own families. And they've already started these plans with immigration to uh, pay these people to take in migrants downstairs, whatever, that they're occupying part of the house. And of course, that causes trouble when the old person dies and then getting this person out. But basically, they are looking to give a, a right a right to housing, not even for just Irish citizens, for no. all re right. residents of Ireland. So anybody who said, I want to go to, uh, 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 sorry, I want to go on holidays to beautiful Galway. I heard salmon fishing is great and the fields are green and the mountains are lovely. Let's go to Galway. They fly down, they land in Galway, go out, they're resident for two weeks. Oh, wait, I'm a, I'm a, I'm not a citizen, but I'm a resident here now. I have like the free house and free welfare, free medical care. It's absolutely madness. Look, Irish people are discriminated against. We're treated like dogs in our own country. The government wants to suppress our speech. They want to take out, they want to destroy the foundation of, of family life and the continuation of the nation and of a civilization. As members of the EU, we cannot be a sovereign, independent country which determines our own uh, our own future. Uh, at the minute, in matters of EU competence, like I don't think uh, Americans grasp the extremity of the consequences of, of EU membership. You wouldn't believe, I, I've double-checked this, in matters of EU competence, where Ireland has signed up the treaties where EU has competence, in matters of EU competence, EU law is superior to Irish law, to the Irish Supreme Court, and to the Irish Constitution. Now, that is no longer the signs of an Irish Republic. That right. is a subservient province of Brussels, and it's very dangerous. So I would like Americans, American people to know that the European Union is not friend it's like a new soviet union with a nice smiley face right but, you know well if you look at the plans that were laid out it's something called the grand chessboard by rockefeller the crown uh kissinger brzezinski a lot of these architects of the world economic forum and trilateral commission and all these groups that should not exist i think the un is the biggest farce on, on humanity in, in our lifetimes um but the truth is that they um this has been a long game 
they've been planning this a long time and uh they just went uh i think when the pandemic dropped they went in to to use again warp speed and uh, yeah, tried to implement space. as much as possible in front of our faces through the guise of the covid and uh, so much has changed so fast, and we have to really wake up real quick. If you do look into that history, though, a lot of what was proposed was um, kind of changing the world into something that looks like the movie Hunger Games. And I believe that the EU is the first of these 10 wards that Kissinger even wrote about in some of these earlier documents when they were coming up, the Chantham House, Council of Foreign Relations, all these people, the Davos crew, the Bilderbergs. This is this is in their in their they can only control if they take away all our governments and have what they're calling global governance. And like you said, the, the whole goal is the end of the nation state and to divide us into yeah. chunks. And the EU, I believe, is the first one. Now, what is the story? Because now we hear Orban and multiple other countries now. We had on uh, a great guy that you work with from Romania. We had uh, we talked to somebody else that was from Italy. A lot of people are starting to say, like, this EU thing is is not working for us. And, you know, the well, Brexit uh, yeah, started a lot the, of this. Absolutely. The Irish Freedom Party, which I'm president, it is in favor of we want to be a sovereign, independent Ireland. We want to have the power to make our own laws, control our own budgets and control our own borders. We cannot do that as members of the European Union. There, right. We are not going to lie to people that say, yeah, we can be a sovereign independent, but still a member of the EU. It's not possible. Uh, I worked as 10 years for director of comms for the Eurosceptic group. Nigel Farage was the president of that group. He was instrumental uh, in getting, forcing Dave, uh, David Cameron to give a referendum. And finally, against all the establishment, against overwhelming odds and power of the establishment, they even they, they won that referendum in Brexit. I believe that that also had a very good effect and given people heart and hope in uh, that uh, that American election in which Trump, uh, President Trump was uh, elected. Let's hope he, he does it again. But uh, also, Christian Therese, I, I currently work uh, for uh, Romanian MEP Christian Therese, who's yeah. a, a conservative, a nationalist in Romania, great Eurosceptic right. as well. He's he just started a new party, Romanian Conservative, National Conservative Party of Romania. Uh, he will be coming back as a head of list. Now, he's only the, the only Romanian nationalist MEP, but he's coming back as head of a list, and he could be coming back with eight or ten MEPs. I'm hoping in Ireland that we come back with one or two MEPs, members of the Irish Freedom Party. If you want to learn more about it, it's at irishfreedom.ie. Uh, yeah. We are a sovereign, sovereignist, uh, nationalist, patriotic party who wants to leave the European Union and, and become once again a sovereign independent state and get these people off our backs. Not only does the EU take control of your laws, and also we can't afford the EU anymore. We're a net contributor since 2013. Uh, 2001, we gave 1.1 billion euro net it's the EU has taken 215 billions worth of fish out of our waters, our national oh. waters since we joined the EU. And would you believe Irish fishermen only get 15% of the quota of all fish caught in our national waters? It's an absolute scandal. And yeah. the quicker we get out, the more pro like I believe freedom and prosperity go together. The more free you are, uh, uh, the better off you will be, not only, you know. And uh, we just have to leave the European Union and become like, look at the small, nimble countries like Singapore, 
Iceland, those who are small and nimble can adapt quickly. Of course, as Darwin said, is a it's not just strength and intelligence, but also the speed of adaption is a very uh, powerful tool in in being successful in life. Yeah, and I want to I want to really uh, close on 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 a little bit about what um, the future could look like. Uh, you you said before we came on um, that you watched what what happened with Donald Trump, and um, you know a lot of people don't understand because of the lies of the media and Trump derangement syndrome, which is a real thing. Uh, really, it's a mental illness of it, some it extent. It really is. It is a mental illness. It's like gender dysphoria. It is. It's the same. It's just, it's insane. But um, he, that was really his economic plan, I believe, to bring back into sovereign America our manufacturing, our industrialization, our ingenuity, our know-how. Bring back what the globalists, I mean, basically, since JFK was murdered, we've been in a coup in America. The globalists, uh, both Bushes, Obama, Clinton, now O'Biden. These are all globalists. They they're post America. They don't. They're not. They're, their allegiance and alliance and love is not for the country uh, uh, that that they are in. It's for this globalist agenda twenty thirty and all this stuff. I believe, and I, I don't know. I'm going to ask you what you believe, but it sounds like it that if we go back to, I, I think Donald Trump and his team, from what I understand, they wanted MAGA to then spread to every country. They felt that if we this whole globalism concept is a total fraud, it's dangerous. And if every country was involved in making their own nation great again, uh, reinstalling borders, language, culture, tradition, values, re reinvigorating uh, infrastructure and industrialization and manufacturing and trade and that every nation was able to keep their own resources and profit from them, uh, that 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 would be true global harmony, global cooperation. Globalism yeah. is the opposite. And and the UN and all their tentacles, that's what they push. And we need a new model going forward. And I think that new model lies in what you're talking about for Ireland and for all of the nations. Uh, many people are talking about it. That's who they hate. That's why they're targeting Donald Trump. He wanted out of the Paris Climate Accords. He wanted out of the UNESCO. He wanted out of the WHO. He wanted out of all these things that your nation is also working in, in lieu of. And, and the truth of the matter is, we want our nations back. And then they call us because you and I are people that believe that we should be putting our countries first. We should, you know, if our countries are, are good and thriving and, and working well, then we can share that. And these people are these these globalists are marching towards World War Three where people like you and me are saying, God, there's a better way. And now we're we have the war in Ukraine, Israel. Yemen, Venezuela coming up. They really want this World War Three, And it's up to, I think, the people to turn around and say, we don't want that. We want to figure out cooperation worldwide. Well, I, I, I believe looking from afar, we, we could see that many people voted for Trump because they could see in the doctor what was said by Donald Trump before the election and by uh, General Flynn that they were opposed to the they wanted to go after a more unilateralist uh, foreign policy. Right. Don't be getting involved in other people's wars. Do what is best for America and American workers, as you said. Also, in in economic policy to help reindustrialize uh, America, bring these jobs back from uh, from China and places like that. Provide our own energy, just like yeah. stop being reliant on Saudi Arabia, uh, stop being reliant on China for manufacturing, being self more bringing the jobs back. We are the exact same right. philosophy yeah. in, in Ireland. There, look, 
the so-called National Party, Sinn Féin in Ireland, which is Marxist party. They've rejected the working class. It's now all about going after this kind of sloppy, kind of middle class, woking class, let's let's call them that, uh, who have rejected the idea of nation, nationhood. They want to break down, as I said, family, sex, everything, uh, open borders. I won't say... Uh, I won't be rude, uh, but when it comes to their attitude to children and stuff like that there, but I did say about it's all about breaking down barriers and borders. So yeah, uh, re- removing the age of consent is also part, is also part of that. Uh, but we believe, look, we want control of our own country. We want control of our own laws. We want not, it's not only just get, we want out of the EU, we can become a sovereign independent state, but we also want to re- reduce the size of the state and the size of the Irish state as well. So it is the Irish state has less power over our lives. So as I think it was Jefferson said, the, the bigger the state, the, the less freedom that you have, uh, it was yeah. something like that, uh, that uh, the more power the state has, the less freedom you have. And yeah. we want to be a, to work in a, let's say, multinational uh, environment, which is built on cooperation, yep. but it's not built on the imposition of laws from globalist organizations on free countries. That shouldn't happen. Cooperation, yes. Imposition, no. No, I uh, agree 100%. So. We got to get back to, uh, you know. Yeah, we need to go back to about free speech, uh, right to private property, uh, all, all, the, all these things like, you know. The good news is that it's a very small group of people. I, I've mapped it out on my show. I follow the money. It is all the same money. It is the same money. It is really their money structure also as well. This is why we need to take back our borders, language, culture, and nation states and reinvest in our own countries so then we can actually get along. Um, last words for you. Uh, you see what's happening in America. Um, you are watching, I'm sure, the persecution, uh, which is incredibly insane of Donald Trump. It's like, it's like a, a, it, nobody's ever it's seen green. anything like this. What is your take on what they are doing in America to Donald Trump, to the, uh, to the people here? It's all voters, including myself, uh, people that do what I do. We're on lists now. They, they in the United States of America, the FBI has put out a list of anti-government, anti-authority uh, Americans and turned um, Trump supporters, Trump voters, uh, which is really probably 100 million people that believe that America should have our borders, language, culture, our, our everything. We should make America great again because America should be great. All nations should. Yeah. Um, we're well, not domestic terrorists here. So, yeah, what, well, the, 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 the whole thing, a lot of Europe looks to America as the land of the free and home of the brave there, where it's the last kind of bastion of freedom. At least Americans, they have their guns, they have their let's say, wariness of power of the state. And they believe in like the, the, the family and the individual should have the freedom and the power to, to decide. Uh, what is going on, it looks to be in America by sleepy Joe Biden, is that it's completely, it's a usurpation of democracy because they're trying to destroy people's freedom to vote for the candidate that they want, obviously. Yeah. Joe Biden could not be a guy with who is senile. There's no possibility that that guy is running the country. I wonder, is it Obama or Obama's friends? But it's certainly not Joe Biden. He doesn't know what day of the week it is. But and while this is all going on, they are trying to, as you said, calling patriotic people who, uh, who love their family and their country, who just want to be left alone and have the freedom to live their lives as, as they like, being, they don't have arguments. All they have is name calling. So they, they call people names and they try to remove 
their their freedoms. These people, these far left lunatics, are incredibly dangerous. And you know what? It's time now, in a time of pivotal kind of time for freedom, not only in America or just in Ireland, but a whole way across the world, that people stand up. Those who love their country and and their family and the freedoms that they have, now is the time for people to stand up, get involved in pol in politics, make sure they're registered to vote and talk to their friends and family and tell them to get out there and kick this opposition in the ballot box and uh, take money and votes off the politicians who hate them and hate the culture, hate the country, hate their borders and stand up for people who love their country. Right. Right on. Like you do. Uh, Herman yeah. Kelly, you are awesome. And I hope that we'll, you'll come in and check in with us as things transpire. I, I think we are winning. I think the Great Reset, I think they overplayed their hand. And like we said in the beginning of the show, not only are they telling us what they're doing, but they know that we don't want it. And yet they're still doing it. And that's not a good recipe. I see a lot of panic yeah, moves. And, and you know, I'm optimistic that truth and justice and freedom and liberty will prevail because I also believe in God and they hate God, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, God will prevail. God gave us all the gifts that we need to uh, succeed. So any last words? And then I want you to tell people where to follow you, where to support you. Uh, it's really important, uh, everyone that's watching the show, that we support um, people in every country that are joining us uh, in the fight for freedom and liberty, because this is a biblical good versus evil on a real high scale. And uh, it's humanity versus we have to unite as humanity uh, right now to save our freedom and our futures. Uh, go ahead, sir. Yeah, I've worked in the European Parliament for 14 years, and the longer I'm here, and also experienced in Ireland, a lot of it is this uh, this anti-freedom surge yeah. is very much based on hatred of Christianity. It really, really is. It is the godless revolution. And actually, Christian Therese, the Rom Romanian MAP I work for, he is actually also an Eastern Rite Catholic priest, and we always follow ends of speeches with God bless because it drives them absolutely nuts even in mention the God or the holy name or whatever it drives them crazy because they know it's the foundation of our freedom so Herman Kelly Irish Freedom Party you can find it online at irishfreedom.ie uh, the the Twitter account is irexitfreedom i-r-e-x-i-t freedom.ie and my name is Herman Kelly h-e-r-m-a-n-n two n's Kelly and uh, Grace Kelly, Jean Kelly, Herman Kelly. Uh, <laughs> well, so I, I would like awesome. to Thank encourage God. all the Irish patriots as well to keep on keep on trucking. Times are tough, but uh, more people are waking up. And certainly in Ireland, uh, the nationalist comeback is certainly has started over the over the last five years. People are waking up, and people are are, uh, are going to. Uh, there's a big pushback against centralisation of power by the Irish government here. So. Thank you to the American people for their interest and for speaking up for for our freedom of speech as well. I really yeah, well, appreciate that. There's a that. lot of love all over the world for Ireland. And I think when people got the wake up call in the last three weeks, it really shook them to the core. So uh, God bless you, Herman. You are working so you hard. God bless you, you, got, you got a big future ahead of you. So stay in touch and uh, keep on fighting. You're fighting a good fight. Thank you. Slana Spanak, Kura Magatza, and Irish. Thank you. Everyone's been asking me what I've been doing because I am in better shape than I've been uh, probably maybe in my life and I am now thriving and I have so much energy. I'm going around, I'm doing all these 
tours and I'm doing the show and I'm showing up at small events and big events. And I'll tell you the one thing that's definitely changed my life is superfoods, Mel Cake superfoods. When I got involved with superfoods in the beginning, I was not eating right. I was not sleeping right. I was not, uh, it was mid COVID. So I wasn't really doing much and I was doing a lot of things wrong. And then I found superfoods and it has changed me from the inside out. Not only have I dropped weight, which wasn't even the goal. I really wanted to detox. I wanted to help my immune system. I wanted to make sure I didn't get sick while a lot of other people were and superfoods came into my life and changed everything. I now think about what I'm eating. I don't have cravings. I don't eat late night. There is a whole protocol. It's so easy. It's laid out for you. You take it out of the box. It's there. All your foods taken care of, all your nutrients, all your energy, all your protein. It is an amazing way to change your life from the inside out. Superfoods changes everything. It gives you a protocol. It gives you a schedule. You know what to do. You know what you're eating. You feel great. You look great. Your life's getting better. And the one thing I know is you can go to the melkshow.com, go down to superfoods, and you can start your journey because today is the day. I will tell you, I waited and I waited, and then I started superfoods. And within three months, my entire life changed uh, for the better, more than I could have imagined. Melkshow.com, go to partners page down to superfoods and click on the link and you will find a whole new world that will change your mind, change your body, change your life. So when you get superfoods, that helps me and helps this show keep going. I cannot tell you how much it's changed my life for the better, and it will yours too. And enjoy the rest of the show. Mel K Superfoods. Get over there now. There's no time like the present. The narrative is falling apart, but as it does, there's so much of this fraudulent disinformation, misinformation, censorship coming from the globalists. And what we need to do is be focused on the facts, cut through everything, be discerning and get it first and foremost out there to everyone. It is important that you know what is going on. Censorship is getting nuts. You guys know it. There's accounts all over the place that are fake, that are not me. I know you guys send me emails and I really appreciate it. And you report it and it's on Telegram and Instagram and Twitter and they're not me. So I'm super excited to announce We The People with Mel K. Be the first to join. It's a VIP community, just you and me behind a paywall, no trolls, no nothing. We get to know each other. I will give you the facts first. I break a lot of stories a long time before other people. We can talk about past, present, future, history, what we're doing now, solutions for going forward, what 2024 is gonna look like. I'm gonna do breaking news, do a lot of deep dives. I'm gonna bring that information to you guys first in a live Q&A every week. So please click the link below and join me over there. We are going to create a community, a community that is censorship proof, it's cancel proof, it's truth, it's transparency, it's on the road to God, country, justice, everything that we want in one place. This is the most incredible, amazing time to be alive. As hard as it seems and as difficult as the battle has been for you guys and definitely for me, all I know is that we all are part of the solution. We are all involved and invested and you guys have the passion that I have. So let's join together on live Q and A's once a week with me, Mel Kay, we the people of the United States taking back this nation. This is so exciting guys. I've been dying to do this and we finally got the technology right. So please join me. Click the link below. Can't wait to get started.